When you send me the location And I'll be right there Don't do me the ovation No time, no And my dog's in location For another five years Literally the only part I know Yeah, same I think so. We're now legal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are. We are. Legit. We are, we are. Yes. Man like Abs. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. Man like Johnny. Hello. Man like Tommy. Hello. Very special today. Because it's the first time we're recording with strangers amongst us. Come on. Live show on Strangers, that. fairly inaccurate. Strangers is, a har- strangers is a harsh term for it people we've known. It ranges from people I've met five minutes ago to people I've known for fucking hell. For years and years. Don't age yourself. Well over a decade, 15 years. Don't no. age yourself like that. No, no, no. Fuck it. I embrace my age. Mm. Just don't ask me what it is. You like, really, don't crack. You haven't really got a choice after, after this long, have you? <laughs> my name's Johnny and I'm not 30 yet. <laughs> That's what's up. All right, all right, cool. Don't get ID'd though. <laughs> well, Actually, I'll take, I'll take, well, that as my witness, I got yeah. ID'd by no Robin Sainsbury's today. No one believes it. I got it. ID'd oh, today. Yeah? I got oh, ID'd yeah? today by Rob. He was like, I was like, well, that's a compliment. No one's ID'd me for five years. He was like, yeah, it's probably because you're wearing a mask. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Walid, you're a dickhead, fam. Proper, proper made and broke my day. Do this. Welcome to Wembley. Probably your face. Yeah, you do look young, to be honest, with, with half of your face gone. Good, good I blame the, uh, the Harry Potter glasses. Oh, boy. Mm. They are Harry Potter glasses. That is what I just noticed when he put the mask look on. Yeah, it's actually my USP. It's worked for years. I've mm. worn the same style since I was 18. Worked in what sense? Yes, <laughs> yes. Loosely using that term. What does that mean? Yes. Yes. How worked. are you, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wonderful. It's Friday. We're in fuck knows where. It's Friday. But we're on tour. Yeah. We're on tour. We are on tour. Where are we? Well, I'm I'm at home. So yes. no, but where is comfortable? Where are we? Yes. Very comfortable. We are we are uh, in the well well if it's a Venn diagram, we're in between like Hangar Lane and Alperton. Long but far. Welcome ends. to the ends, yeah. Far ends, bruv. West it's London in that. The wild trappy. wild west. Episode sixteen, you were like, Oh, I live around the corner from that nice little pub with Lab- all the flowers Bro. on it. Lab- mm. AJ Tracy's my boy, Lab- we're Lab- AJ Tracy and now Live and direct. And I that, thought this pod was like a global thing. I thought we just kept it moving. Yeah, there are multiple, we we keep it moving multiple locations. London. This is more local, though. This, this is, is very local. I don't, when people say global, I'm not sure. Not local Alperton, is what they think yeah, about. Not local to you. <laughs> local to you. That's How right, are that's you, right, man? That's right. I'm very oh, well. Shit. How are very you, Tommy? Good. Very good, very good. What's Another fortnight has passed. It's oh. been good. Like, I guess for me, with the lockdowns now coming to an end, it's been good just to, uh, I kept, I kept locked down pretty strict. Touchy so it's been subject. good to mm. meet people now. What's touchy? I'm positive vibes today. We're not uh, talking about okay. it. Johnny, how are you? I'm all right, man. I'm quite relieved. Today, I, I, I heard some good news that I'm no longer the only person banned from Facebook for violent hate speech because <laughs> uh, Donald Trump has also been banned. So I now have a friend uh, who's- Has he been banned for, for yeah, good? Two years. Oh, that's rough. Two years. So now he and I can just communicate directly. Wait, what? As, as moral equals. Um, <laughs> what happened? Donald Trump's been banned from Facebook for the whole like inciting violence and causing an insurrection. Didn't stick. that happen like last year? No, no, no. There was an internal investigation. No. You what? Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't internal. There was no, don't, don't minimize. There was a Supreme Court ruling. It was. I think it was like Facebook's Supreme Court, which is the Supreme which Court is now. The Supreme Court now, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm no longer the, the sole 
race baiting pariah um, Why did you get on Twitter. Banned? Why did I get banned? Yeah. For race baiting. Have you not seen any of his content? It's no. pretty race baity. Mm. Really? Yeah. Against two though? Because uh, it's, it's black people here. Yeah, I know. I kind of do this podcast as a cover. Okay. So mm. what did you say about yes. us? If you were going to be racist about us. Oh, no, I went for the textbook, I have black friends, right? And okay. then that kind of diffuses all. So this is what it is. So basically what it is, is you grow out the skinhead look, right? You yes. get a little yeah. comb over thing. It's yes. Griffin just yeah. in disguise. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, Griffin yeah. in disguise. Yeah. And also, you know, being an ethnic minority, I can kind of hide some of the more egregious things that I say. Not visually an ethnic minority. No, but that's kind of, that's the upside, that's right? Us, yeah. And what they call white passing. Huh. Hence so, the Griffin in disguise thing. Yeah, well, it's mm. not much of a disguise. It's pretty overtly Griffin-esque. Cool, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how long are you going to keep me make, yeah, yeah, running yeah. this fucking joke? You know, you've, had, you've, had, you've had your moment. <laughs> um, this getting terribly episode 18. You are here with man like as man like Johnny, man like Tommy. We are here in Ableton, 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 Ableton. Where, where, who gives us? Wembley, a f- fam. Wem- Wembley. Wembley, far ends. And we can, we can see Wembley Stadium yeah, from, the, from, yeah. the, from the balcony. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming home. Yeah. 10 tell, days, you, one week. You can, one tell, week. you can tell we're in West London because even Rich turned into a basic white girl on the the way here singing um toto uh, toto's africa on, on the way to the cab oh, he was so excited to be here uh, and here we are home with the basic white girl welcome, welcome. That's, that's in everyone's top five surely that is a big tune to be fair. surely i'm not sure it's to top five songs, in i don't know about top five that's it's a basic ev- white girl five. song it's the white uh, girl I, I wouldn't call it basic white girl song basic white girl song is like wannabe by spice girls that's a basic white girl mm. that's that's the fiat 500 the kind classic. of stuff you'd hear in the first floor of works exactly <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you want my future, (laughs) forget my past. (laughs) You know what I mean? Africa Toto needs more respect. (laughs) More bass. More vim. Get it right. Come on, man. All right, cool. So here we are. Um, Thank you to everybody who's been listening so far. Episode Mm -hmm. 17 and everything before that. We are here back again, baby. Let's go. Bringing you, as usual, the current affairs, the things that are shifting and shaping the culture. We're here to talk about it. We are here to give you the range. Mm -hmm. A lot has happened. Where do you might want to start? I want to start with a congratulatory for Boris and Mm, Carrie Johnson. I'm not clicking that. I'm I'm clicking that. They got married. Boris, the big boy moves for that. You have to to click. Come on, man. A twice divorced man getting married in a Catholic church. Jeez, that's power. He is the relationship overlapping Mm. Don. Yeah, no, I'm not not really about that. That's power. That's power. The only thing I've got slight respect for is that, like, you know, the the chief political reporter for The Sun is a guy called Harry Cole. Okay. He was dating Carrie Simons before. Right. Uh, And Boris basically, like, Mr. Still Your Girl, Harry Cole. And Harry Cole is now like the chief propagandist for Boris. So imagine like, not only did this brother steal your wife, you now have to like propaganda cover this guy. Shall I tell you who that's very similar to? Who? You remember your friend Ted Cruz? Yes. When uh, Donald Trump called his wife ugly. Yes. And and called his dad. I said his dad 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 helped kill JFK. (laughs) Murked him off. Then like a week later, had Ted Cruz phone banking for him. Eating up his hand. Yeah, it was mad chat. But he didn't actually steal Ted Cruz's missus, which is what Mm. this is like. Did you see Carrie on the wedding day? I didn't. Did you see the picture? Don't say it. Glowing, was she? No, 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 no. If you see the picture of her, she's like wearing this this white dress. Yes. Um, it's very hipster But she's wearing like a flower crown. Yeah. Mm. And then she's got this picture next to Boris. And a meme went around. It was like, when daddy drops his daughter off at Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, very true. 
That's, Very true. Uh, that's all types of discrimination. He, why, he, you're being ageist. Yes. Yeah. And white girl. I think they were being ageist, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, not yeah, you, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but congrats. He's, he looked awful, if you're yeah. wondering, if he combed his hair. <laughs> He didn't. He did not. But um, it's part of the brand. How can you get married and not it's get a trim? It's the brand. It's the he brand. He didn't get a trim. Vibes. Um, just little hair muffling vibes. You know what I mean? <laughs> vibes. Hit the street. Vibes. Um, but no, but congratulations to Boris and Carrie. Um, I hope it's a fruitful journey together. Mm. They're but narcissists that deserve each other. I hope it all ends in flames. Ooh, Johnny, harsh. congratulate these people. Bit no, harsh, for why? Johnny. Because they got married. It's a sacrament. There's a whole panoramic going on. How have you got time to plan a wedding? Their union, it's a sacrament. There's millions of people at food banks, starving children in this country. Man got so time what? to plan he a wedding. Shouldn't, he shouldn't be married. He shouldn't get married. Not whilst the country's in a pandemic, bruv. So he shouldn't get married. That's Not, loose. Shouldn't be that's having loose. a wedding. That's, shouldn't that's be having a wedding. There was a 20-man wedding and like a shotgun wedding, basically. But there was a whole planned ceremony and parties mm. and drinks. Bruv, he was just in and out. Like, he didn't even tell people to like the day before. Well, go on. I'm His pretty closest sure advisors people. had no idea. Why are you hating, bruv? Yeah. Have a guess. You're it's a Boris. Hater. Are you in allowed happiness? No, not after killing 120,000 people. Hater. That's rude. He's a hater. Uh, That's uh, yeah, rude. I'll, I'll die on this hill. I'll die on this hill. Mm. No, nah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, where do you man want to start? Because we've got a few things to talk about. Lead off, lead us off. I was mm. gonna say, I'm gonna ask you where we should start without you replying to me. Just <gasps> you lead, we follow. Our dear leader. Follow the leader. Follow the leader, 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 follow the leader. Mm-hmm. Wax song. Um, <laughs> now that's that can go into your basic category. Of that is a, exactly yeah. what you were talking about. White girl earlier. wasted. That's a yeah, white girl wasted. That's, that's, also, that's also a staple of Nigerian 10th birthday parties. <laughs> Follow the leader. 100%. <laughs> no, with, Mr. Mo- with Mr. Motivator around the parachute. Oh, good. Come Mr. On. Motivator. How many Nigerian wow. birthday parties is this? I had a Nigerian 10th birthday party. Come on, Don't shut come up. Don't come to me, bro. Shut up. up one up, time. Upper Clapton one Church. I had one. one time. Shut up. I was there. <laughs> I'm sorry, but at Nigerian parties. Nigerian parties be popping. They always play one song and one song only. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, That's Happy it. Birthday. Absolutely. And if happy that, Birthday. And if that vinyl isn't available, the house gets turned upside down. <laughs> <laughs> vinyl. Every, every person on your block is getting the knock on the door. Like, please tell me you got Stevie Wonder and vinyl. With the but apparently he's had a Nigerian birthday, you claim. Upper Clapton Church. Hey. He's lying. Circa 2003, mum was there. Allegedly. All right, all right, all right. So... Naomi Osaka mm-hmm. has been in some hot water this week. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit bad still. It's all crazy. It is really interesting. Poor For girl. those people who have been living under a rock, right? Naomi Osaka, who today, by the way, I think was voted the highest paid female athlete ever. Oh, shit. Fact check. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or most valuable, most forward earnings or whatever. Turn the tennis world upside down this week um, at the start of the Roland Garros, a.k.a. the French Open. By a couple of days before the tournament coming out and releasing a statement, which basically was to the effect of, I am not going to be doing any interviews for you bumber ass. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired and I don't like any of you motherfuckers. I'm tired. Okay, that was the ghetto <laughs> translation. Let me give you the full statement. I'm writing this to say I'm not going to do any press during Roland Garros. Mm. I've often felt that people have no regard for athletes' mental health, and this rings true whenever I see a press conference or partake in one. Mm -hmm. We are often sat there and asked questions that we've been asked multiple times before or asked questions that bring doubt into our minds, and I'm just not going to subject myself to people that doubt me. Mm. She, She continued. That's right. Me not doing press is nothing personal to the tournament, and a couple journalists have interviewed me since I was young, so I have a friendly relationship with most of them. 
However, if the organizations think that they can just keep saying, do press or you're going to be fined and continue to ignore the mental health of the athletes that are the centerpiece of their corporation, then I just got to laugh. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Roland Garros. Yes. Being the archaic, draconian establishment that it is. Being French. Basically said. Being French. Johnny. Being French. Johnny, we got listeners there. I mean, I can, I can be xenophobic in French if you can like. Can you do this whole <laughs> section in a French accent? Not yet. Just, right. just, just rev it up. In All a, right, fine. Rev it up. <laughs> so then what happens... Apparently this shocked the world. Yes. It's, it's actually quite annoying that like these are the things that we get annoyed about these days. These are things that cause uproar. I know we're still in a pandemic and all that and people are bored as fuck, but it's a bit crazy. The whole world blew up, right? Everybody was asked about it mm. from frigging Rafael Nadal to people like basketball players, Kyrie Irving, yes. frigging Steph Curry, et cetera, et cetera. Basically they said, crack on love. You've got a job to do. We don't care about your mental health. Who said? Um, Roland Garros as a corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, And that started a bit of a furore, as I just mentioned. A lot of people from around the world weighed in with their comments. Some people were on the side of, this is kind of how they make their money as tennis players, right? Sponsors, press, they get paid to be there, et cetera, as part of their contracts. Why isn't she obliging? Other people, mental health warriors were like, Mm -hmm. bruh, she says she's not doing well. Leave her the fuck alone. So that's the debate. She tried to carry on after being told that she would be fined by the Roland Garros if she wasn't able to commit to these obligations. She was like, the fuck you mean? (coughs) The fuck you mean? Save you, man. Do you know who the fuck I am? I'm the first black and Japanese motherfucker in this bitch. Do you know who I am? It's quite just because one of her earliest tweets was like, this is going to cost me so much money, LMAO. <laughs> like, imagine having that much peace. But, but it's like, actually going to make her more money. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, the obviously. thing. It builds the brand, yeah. right? So unfortunately, she, was, uh, she had to announce that she was withdrawing from the French Open a day after she was fined 15 Gs um, and warned that she could face expulsion from the tournament following her decision not to speak with the press. Expulsion um, for life or just for that? Just, just for this year? Just okay. for this. Okay. Now, she won her first match, so she tried to power through without the, uh, the press. And it needs to be said that she did say that she's happy to do interviews at the end of the tournament and potentially work towards a new framework in which she doesn't have to be directly exposed to mm-hmm. the press straight, straight after matches. Fell on deaf ears, so she withdrew. And her statement after she withdrew is as follows. The fuck you mean, <laughs> bumber ass? Come at me, bro. No, the fuck I am. Remarkably like the initials. You know what I mean, right? Um, no, she actually said, this isn't a situation I ever imagined or intended when I posted a few days ago. I think now the best thing for the tournament, the other players and my well-being is that I withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on the tennis going on in Paris. I never wanted to be a distraction. And I accept that my timing was not ideal and my message could have been clearer. More importantly, I would never trivialize mental health or use the term lightly. Blah, la 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 la. She bowed out. What do you think? Mm, it's an interesting are case. In, are we in a situation where even if you are at that level, even if you have a genuine reason for not wanting to jeopardize the thing that has made you famous, made you rich, yeah. because your mental health isn't where it needs to be, are we in a position as as a society where we can afford to say it's in your contract, get back to work. 
Uh, I like the use of the word afford there mm. because that's what it comes down to, right? We're talking about money at the Correct. end of the day, right? Correct. So um, Naomi Osaka may have made a bit of a stand right now, but realistically, she's fighting a battle that's as old as time, right? You mentioned basketball earlier. Kyrie Irving in the mm. NBA mm -hmm. has refused to do a series of interviews this season. What's that um, about? It's similar. Mental health, he went during the BLM times and things. What, um, what's the, Marshawn Lynch did the same thing before Super Bowl. Yeah. He said, he, I'm, uh, what is that? I'm only here because I have to be for yeah. 30 minutes. But that was, that's quite old though. Right? Yeah, yeah a few years Many ago. years ago. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But Kyrie Irving was this season. So you see this quite often, but ultimately... ESPN, uh, Sky Sports, and all the rest of the broadcasters have commercial rights that allow them to mandate appearance of whatever X said star in X said sport, right? So it's tricky. Like, ultimately, that's not what made her famous. The way she chats on a mic or the way she speaks to reporters or whatever or, or is not the source of her success. It's not her, how she waxes lyrically mm -hmm. about analyzing her game or, or other people's game her skill set is playing tennis right so ultimately i don't have a problem with what she's done basically and i get why they're going to try to push her towards i get roland garros's position on it same the same position that the nba has the same position that the premier league has when managers premier league, premier league roberto firmino for example could just pretend he don't he don't speak out no english yeah, but they, they can still compel him if they want to right yeah. they'll just get a translator in front of him right yeah. sir alex ferguson many other managers historically have all been fined for not turning up to to do yeah. press conferences and stuff right so i didn't see aguero do an interview in fucking decade bruv yeah but yeah. the decision is on us. English, he can't speak English. He fucking can't. <laughs> the decision's on us. The decision's yeah. on us, basically. If how important is it for me to hear what she's got to say after she's won or who lost? Even, and who for even me, chills? it's not important. Who even listens to yeah, these I interviews? For real, though. Like, I can give a yeah, the And, and if you do listen, which I have from time to time, though, it's it's all bullshit anyway, because all they're hitting you with is the same kind of cookie cutter chat. It's like, yeah, you know, we went out there, we tried our best, or you know, my it's opposition about the team, rose, team was great. Yeah, they yeah. rose to the occasion. You know, I'm gonna look back at the tape, I'll analyze, and whatever. It's just jargon, right? Mm. So there's no there's not a huge value to it to begin with. So them kicking off, unless Roland Garros or whoever has some kind of contractual obligation with Sky who, or whoever who are then going to sue him or, or there's no upside to kicking off about this especially given that she said yeah. it's kind of like a mental health it, issue it right? needs to be added as well like she basically has a bad record on clay mm. so this is part <laughs> oh of the story boy. this is part of the story that yeah depending on how you look yeah, at it I understand yeah, yeah. your reaction I agree but with you though it's part of the story because she knows going into a tournament where she's not necessarily good on clay that the questioning and the reviews, et cetera, et cetera, in the post -conference, press conferences aren't going to be positive. So she's yeah. actually trying to preempt yeah. this, which I think is to her credit. You think she pulled, uh, I she, don't know about you that. You think she pulled a fast one because she doesn't want to go out in the third round? I just, she's going to go out in the third round anyway, but the point is oh that if she's going to go in the third... No, no, my point is that she probably <laughs> yeah, knows yeah, that yeah, Clay you. isn't her strength. So, so let me ask you a question based on what you're saying, right? So she's going in there, like most athletes, let's say, trying to maintain a positive state of mind, mm -hmm. right? Trying to stay positive. She knows, like you said, that many of the questions in these sessions will be based around her historic failure on clay, mm -hmm. right? So does that justify a mental health day, basically? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stay positive, 
Mm. Right. I'm trying to stay positive. These men are going to ask me some questions about how historically uh, I haven't been good on clay. That may seep into my mind frame yeah. and like have me doubting myself or whatever before I go to sleep or whatever it may be. As a result, I'm going to preemptively boy that off. Mm. Cool. I've, I've personally got no problem with it because I'm not interested in hearing her chat anyway. Right. I yeah. just want to see her play tennis. Mm -hmm. But but does that justify, you know, trying to protect my mental health kind of chat? Yeah, that's I think another, it, I think it like, does because I think we associate superstars with being extroverted and that's the problem. She's truly introverted and I think for somebody to come out and say I just want to step back from this because I've been kind of doing this like despite hating it for all this time, I'm actually going to prioritize myself, which yeah, you have to get to a certain level of popularity and yeah. success to be able to to make a claim like that. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Contractual is contractual. So if they were to take it to court, she'd probably lose. But is she wrong for coming out and saying, bruh, this is long. This is, this is going to do more damage. I don't think she's wrong. But the thing, the two things I don't understand is one, she said, fucking find me, I'll pay it, right? Mm -hmm. So the thing should, should just be settled there. I'm not coming, I'll pay 15 grand a pot, find me. You can't, you can't settle it there though. But that is, that's within the rules, right? Yeah, but fine. But then if find every, me, find everyone me, find can me. say that, right? Okay, fine. So then this is the point that I was, that I was going to get at. The thing I don't really understand is Roland Garros's reaction to it so French. the point you just made is that French accent most mm. oh yeah we said that though didn't we I thought you were gassing up or gearing <clears throat> yeah, up or yeah, something yeah. as soon as you said Roland Garros I was expecting it to kick in Roland Garros yeah. the, the thing uh, I don't understand yep. from Roland Garros yep. is the reaction to her decision so um, like you just said most of these sports people are extrovert they want to perform, they do the match, and then they do the press conference. That's the kind of person they are. They just want to be in the spotlight. I no, I think my point is more we think that they are all like well, that. But I, I, do, I do believe they are. Because almost, they spend he almost slipped back into Hackney there, didn't he? It's also very, it kind of comes across kind of Hebrewish. <laughs> like, Hebrewish. Yeah, yeah. Answer. Like, I've been listening to yeah. some of the uh, politicians my, speaking. My friend, there <laughs> is a difference between the Israeli and the French accent. Okay, good. They very, are not the same. Very good. But anyway. Um, the point is that most of our tennis players wouldn't have followed what she's doing. She would have been an outlier. The first message they could have sent was that they were supportive of her idea and supportive of not, uh, of, of, of tennis players maintaining their own mental health, right? They could have sent that message that they are on the side of their players. And the other thing is, is that they wouldn't have they wouldn't have stoked or they wouldn't have um, caused other tennis players to want to join Naomi in this type of solidarity. You've suffered enough. You can correct. Thank you very much. <laughs> was um, that better or worse than the, uh, the, the, the Scottish? Because I thought the Scottish one was pretty good. The Scottish was 10-10, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that the was Scottish more, one was pretty good. That was good. You slipped into Hackney a couple of times, but we mm. move. I'll take it. I'll take it. Anyway, the point is that I don't really understand why they, why they decided to beef her on this because they yeah. could have done good PR and good marketing by saying we, we support our players and our players' mental health. And then they would have also stopped other players joining her in solidarity by banning Naomi Osaka, by kicking out one of the most popular and marketable players. What are you going to do? She's going to entice other tennis players to make this stand, make this protest. These other tennis players are performers by nature. And in fact, the problem that tennis has is that most of the big megastars, the people that actually want to hear, people want to hear from, are old. There aren't a lot of young superstars in tennis, which is why it has this, which is why it's so obsessed with Naomi Osaka, because she's one of very few marketable young players. The point I'm making is that the actual people who turn up to these press conferences are people who've been doing press conferences for 10 years. 
Yeah, journalists. I, I just no, but um, players, players like Serena Williams, Roger Federer, Kuznetsova, uh, Nadal, Djokovic—the same names that people who like tennis and watch this year have heard of for ten years. These people, nobody else was ever going to say, "I'm not doing press conferences anymore." But why? Because it's been in their nature. They don't suffer the same as, as they, Naomi does. They were all trying to put it on Naomi. They're like, you are setting back tennis for women. Look what Billie Jean King did oh, for the That's Twitter season. chat. That's not other players. Like, it's that's great. Twitter chat. She got a lot no, of support no, no. from I was cross watching. players. Like, okay, from, but this is from not point. only tennis, but I was also watching Channel 4 so this, News. This, this, is what, mm. this, this is what Roland Garros have caused for themselves. They've created this unnecessary... Prote protestation solidarity when they could have just supported her in the first place and no other tennis player would have I don't think any other tennis player would have refused to do press conferences that's too. not true I don't think so I, I, I think that's a bit, a bit naive like maybe maybe you're saying another consequential tennis player may not but there'll be tons of like these low reseeded players let them do that these, no but you, you can't you because can. that's that will then set a culture right of people not doing press conferences and again for me that's fine I can give a fuck right mm. because again I don't care about what they say because it's so it's always the same um, variety of 15 phrases that they all say across all sports right yeah. so it's not that interesting to begin with yeah. but if there is some liability that the organizer the fa whoever can face from their broadcast partner as a result of not doing this then they're going to force the subject how and they're we, right to do so how do we resolve it though how do we resolve it the problem with press conferences today the problem with the media generally today is obviously we all know that it's a bit of a dying industry so everything is clickbaity and as a result that manifests itself with questioning which is of the provocative kind which isn't necessarily of the most productive kind. yeah which it's is what, kind of what to, she's protesting exactly, against right? which is tr which tries to essentially get a, a, a reaction out of these 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 sports people how do you as a as, a, as an elite sports athlete how do you turn this around? Do you have a situation where, for example, Naomi Osaka says, I'm only going to do press conferences if I have my favorite five journalists in the room because I know that I've built a relationship with them over the years. She did say that, to be fair. She said, I'm not, she said I'm, I don't you have a problem with, do all, that. with all the press. I'm, I'm cool I, with certain journalists. He says we can't do that. Why not? I'd rather, like, you. It, becomes, it starts becoming murky when people are mandating who covers them from a sports oh, that's client journalism. Right? Right. Well, exactly. It's like uh, what they call uh, native advertising. Client journalism. World, yeah. Right? yeah, it's the same shit. Like, I mean, if in, I, in, a, in a government dictatorship, fine, it's different, but it's sports, right? So. But it's the same, though. It's the same. Like, if LeBron or if Ronaldo or whoever gets constantly good coverage from one particular uh, journalist and then can turn around and say... I'm only doing like I only want to be interviewed by this journalist at all times. It's that's bullshit. Yeah, but Naomi I'm can... supporting her right not to do interviews, but I'm not supporting her right to start pick and picking and choosing who interviews her for which uh, uh, event and so forth. That I think is bullshit. I don't know, bro. You, if, if you got a big and famous, you'd pick the person who did your biography. Again, but that's fine because that's your biography. But if, if you're turning up to do an ESPN interview. And you're saying, I want the guy from BBC Sports to do my ESPN interview. What's that about? And it's not necessarily to write favorably, though. It's just to write more balanced. But it fairly. is. But it is favorably. Because no, ultimately, I'm never going to pick I'm never gonna pick someone who writes bad things about me. Yeah, but that's my point. Obviously, we would have to trust that Naomi Osaka picks fairly herself. But, but we can't. Like, we may trust Naomi. But if, once you open this rule up to everybody, you can't believe that everybody's going to be working in an honest manner. The thing that I don't get, and there's kind of false equivalence in this whole debate, because your position, Rich, seems to be that 
she should give equal access. Oh no, sorry, your position is that she should give equal access to all journalists, right? And that's not really my position. I'm not saying equal. Well, she should be able to pick and choose the journalists. Okay, yeah. so then I don't necessarily buy that because what are tennis players? Sports people are performers in the same context that musicians and artists are performers, right? You wouldn't you wouldn't expect rappers to give interviews to journalists who write shit about them yeah. and in fact they don't let that's me, it. Uh, that's let it. me that's the point I'm no but let me um, okay let me re-explain what I'm trying to say right so at any point Naomi Osaka or any sports star has the right to grant interviews to anybody they want mm-hmm. right so um, she could do Vogue GQ or something else and she can pick. She has complete autonomy to pick which magazines, which Outside outlets, etc. But at tournament times, when there are specific commercial agreements mm-hmm. in place between event organizer and broadcaster and, and the guys who broadcast on TV versus radio sure. versus etc., etc., she shouldn't then have the right in that scenario to say, actually, I want to speak to you know the sports correspondent from GQ or from ESPN or whatever, right? Mm. In those tournament settings... You can't, individual players can't be dictating who covers the sport, basically. Outside of that tournament setting, she is 100% within her rights to pick and choose to whom she wants to grant interviews, right? Sure, sure. But in that tournament setting, if X company has have bought the commercial rights to that, to that tournament, she has to, either she does an interview or she doesn't. She can't then say, I'll do the interview, but only with, you know, this person. Yeah, so I hear you. I, 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 hear, yeah. I hear that aspect. Yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. I think I think she should just maintain the right that if she doesn't like ESPN and ESPN asks her questions, she just goes, yeah, no, yeah. I ate um, I ate rice and mushrooms. But there's no lunch. rule against that. <laughs> she can do that. Yeah, she yeah. can do that. She can do that. So she can turn up medium. and she can boil off questions she doesn't like. But that's a an, another media narrative that will grow that will make it even worse for somebody yeah. who is trying to remove herself from it entirely. Just leave. Yeah. I like what she done. I like right. n- not leaving the tournament, but just saying, I'm not doing the press not conferences. It's fine. The yeah. painful thing about this is that this is going to follow her around. For full stop. This is going to follow her around. But Every tournament, this is where I think Ronald Garros be... are culpable because they didn't need to. Yeah. They could have just said, okay, Naomi, you don't, get to, you don't have to do interviews. Yeah. That's fine. Everyone else will do them. Well, and we know that's not hope, how big corporations hope, hopefully, work. Hopefully your head's in a better place with Wimbledon. And when you come back next year, hopefully you, you don't mind doing interviews with yeah. us then. See you next year. Yeah. And instead, we've got this whole furore. Yeah. Well, look, man, I hope she's okay. Um, I know that she, she, she's quite a introverted, as I said, mm-hmm. self-deprecating person who you know, is very, very high profile because she's great. Um, it's probably going to be the next great tennis superstar mm-hmm. uh, to follow on from Serena, who she uh, quite aptly dethroned at the back end of her career. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope she's cool, man. Right. At the end of the day, I hope she's cool. Like we, we these are individual sports. Right? We're not talking about team sports yeah. where the pressure is, is, is distributed evenly or kind of evenly. Like these, these are individual sports and the pressure that these people put themselves under all the time, sometimes, sometimes they need a cry for help. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's our responsibility as a society to, to deal with those cries for help adequately. And I don't think, you know, to Johnny's point, Roland Garros really did that. Um, and to claim that she is setting tennis back because she isn't necessarily in the spirit of somebody like um, uh, Billie King or Billie Jean King or whatever her name is, um, she came out and supported Naomi and said, go off and get the help that you need. Um, so again, not everything for Twitter. Just to build on what you said about the responsibility on the society piece, I think it's something I was trying to get to earlier as well. It's kind of on us as the viewing public, consumers, right? as the consumer. If we turn around to the 
the broadcasters like ESPN or like Sky or like BBC or whoever else. And we effectively make it clear that we know we don't care about these post post interviews, really. Mm, yeah. Like there's no real... I'd rather watch um, two analysts break down the match or the game or whatever we've just seen as opposed to having the artist or the performer or the sports person to talk about it. So the, 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 it's on us, basically, to make sure that we let people know how we feel about it. But I'd also, I'd also rather watch a performer in a better place mentally to perform at a more entertaining level yeah. than listen to them talk after the game. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, so we're sending the same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Shout right. out Naomi Osaka. Shout out Naomi. Big up yourself. Yeah, she'll be back and she's going to be getting some well grand done. slams, baby. Well beep, 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 beep. I want to get the uh, the miserable topic out of the way now. Okay. What's that? We need to talk about what's happening in our beloved London. And we need to talk about what's happening uh, in the wider UK. Mm-hmm. This is a topic that's going to encompass quite a few different things. But the main sort of theme is knife and gun violence in the UK. Now, in the last couple of weeks, it's, it's been a bit crazy. Um, as you're probably aware, there's been quite a few cases or reports of, of knife crime in and around London, all across the UK. Um, one of the more startling uh, reports wasn't actually knife crime at all. It was the case of Sasha Johnson, very well-known Black Lives Matter activist, mm-hmm. um, who was essentially shot um, in the head. I think it was at her house in Peckham. Uh, so literally up the road from where I went to school mm-hmm. every day. And she's still, even though we don't really know, um, I, I really went, I went for an update today and I can't find shit on how she's actually doing, but she's been in a critical condition as of at least a week ago. Um, she was seized upon, I guess you could say, at a house party and shot in the head by a group of men. And the Metropolitan Police obviously re- responded to those reports of gunfire. It was at a party at, on a Saturday night. That's not necessarily the focus. You you move on from that and you may have seen, um, not that it was national news, but you may have seen it on Twitter. You may have seen it circulated around on the internet. A bunch of guys chasing after a fellow guy in Hyde Park um, a few days ago with, I mean, what can only Madness. be described as like machetes. machetes a mad chat. Um, chasing this guy who also seemed to have a sort of sizable knife or something in his hand as well. He eventually was outnumbered, fell to the ground, was rushed, essentially stabbed. Um, And he is in hospital with serious injuries as well. We obviously have the story as well of um, the young, the very, very young Dijon Reed, um, who was 14 years old in Birmingham, Mm. who was fatally stabbed um, after being chased in what is believed to be a racially motivated murder. of the five people that they're after, or the five people that have been charged, I think three of them are 33 and above. Fucking hell. Two of them are 17 and below. We can, we can break through all of the stats um, in the UK because it doesn't really paint a picture um, when you just hear articles in, in the news. I always have res- reservations when these knife crime stories are so rampant because, you know, I'm in my 30s. I have seen these news cycles where all you hear about is knife crime and then you don't hear about it anymore. It's usually followed by um, stricter stop and search rules from the police. It's usually followed by polarization politically between the right and the left. It's usually used as a political play for elections, Mm -hmm. mayoral or general. So I try to remove myself from it as hurtful as it is and as unsafe as it feels being a Londoner, being black, you know, 
Um, I tried to remove my emotions from it and I just tried to read the stats. So in the conversation, I was doing some research and the Ben Kinsella Trust, um, and if you don't know about Ben Kinsella's story, you should probably research that as well, Mm -hmm. threw up quite a few stats. Now, in terms of police recorded offences involving a knife or a sharp instrument in the last 12 months, we've had 46,000 in the UK. Um, Sorry, in what time period you said? In the last 12 months. Wow. 12 months up to December 2020. So, yeah. Um, Obviously, the reports for this year will come out later on this year. That represents a 71% increase in knife crime in England and Wales since 2014. However, interestingly, and you can give me your opinions on what you feel about this, there's a 9% decrease in knife crime in England and Wales on the previous 12 months to December 2020. So knife crime apparently has fallen three quarters in a row up until that point. Okay. Many people point to that being as a result of the pandemic, not mm-hmm. being able to yeah, go out. That makes sense. And conversely is saying that the reason why this is happening more and more now is because people are outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes on. 237 police recorded murders involving a knife or a sharp instrument in the last 12 months to December 2020. 24 children aged just 17 or younger were murdered with a knife or a sharp object in 2019 representing the highest number of children murdered in over a decade. We're hearing more and more of these stories. Mm -hmm. What's going on? I mean, look, you strip funding for youth centres. You strip funding for after-school care. You strip funding for the police. I don't mean this is in a defund the police type context, but you quite literally cut the number of bobbies that are about and walking about. You can debate the merits thereafter, but the fact is that the police have less resource to police by consent. Yeah. You've got no after school clubs, no coppers, no support for parents. You remove sure start. You cap the benefits available to parents in difficult conditions across the country. And then you wonder why crime rates go up. And it just seems bizarre to me. It crime seems rates have gone down, he said, right? They're down 70%. Apparently they've gone down. Outside now, of the pandemic. Yeah, my, my prediction is that when these reviews, sorry, when these stats are reviewed, the numbers will be They'll be going back up again. Year. Right? It's yeah. not, a, it's apples and oranges comparing a society yeah. in lockdown yeah. compared to one out of one. What's been going on? There has been a social and economic erosion to an extent that makes lawlessness somewhat inevitable that makes material conditions for people across the country significantly more difficult than it, than it needs to be. A lot of this crime is youth-led. Yeah. And when you don't give kids anything to do after school, when you increase the cost of living to the extent that... Parents have to work two, three jobs. Parents have to work two or three jobs. And they have to find a way to make money to have fun as kids. Um, when you increase the barriers to them either to uh, attaining reasonable employment after school or university, then what you're doing is hampering the dreams and ambitions of these people, these young people, to, to find or to seek success through kosher means. Yeah. And you can't then blame young people for being hurt when you've spent a decade kicking them through policy. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon? Um... I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, like, 
So, so the point you're making is is with more um, with more things to do, i.e., youth clubs and mm-hmm. things to occupy your time yeah. as as a young person yeah. and living in like an inner city, more urban like environment. That that would result in a decrease in knife crime. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I have no idea. I feel like I guess the older we get, the more removed we become from. Um, the mentality, perhaps, that a lot of the kids who may, real who, who, who may be doing this. It's a real good point. Um, so I, I feel like I honestly almost can't speak too eloquently on the subject because I don't know what's going through their mind. How much of this is... But, uh, let me ask you a yeah, direct question. Then. Sure, sure. How much of this is on the youth themselves? Well, that's the point that I was trying to get at, right? Yeah. So when Johnny was trying to say, when you take away... Uh, youth programs, when you increase the uh, cost of living in the city, when la 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 and so forth. I don't know if at 14 you're having those kinds of reasoned discussions with your th- with yourself, right? I don't think you're thinking, you're looking at the world that, in which you're living in and seeing no opportunity, therefore I'm going to commit crime. I don't know if these decisions of joining gangs or or committing crimes that we're seeing, knife crimes or whatever, are necessarily rational decisions, right? They're not necessarily people rationally or kids rationally looking out, seeing, assessing the opportunities that are available to them and then thinking, right, it's actually maybe easier making money this way. I, I, maybe it is, but I struggle to think that's what it is. Right? What else do you think is influencing these kids though? So part of, the, part of what you said that I agree with is if you have parents working multiple jobs and la 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 and all that kind of thing, maybe finding a sense of family or togetherness in a group of friends or whatever and in, in what can loosely be described as a gang or whatever, that makes sense to me, right? So if your mum, if, you, if you're living in an environment where your mum and dad or, or you're living in a single parent household or either, either or, but they're both just not at home because they're having to work to, to make ends meet, and then you've got a bunch of free time leading to your point that then leads you to to then maybe joining a gang or something cool that kind of that kind of rationale makes sense to me i just don't think it's um rational decision making i think it's more happenstance there might be some recruitment going on uh, and things like this but i don't think you can just necessarily draw a straight line between um some government policies and let's say knife crime necessarily. But it's almost making the point for me in that it absolutely isn't rational decision-making because these kids are 11, 12, 13, 14, exactly, 15. Yeah. So by definition, they're not legally old enough to make no, but they can still decisions, make rational decisions at that age. But not, uh, okay, fine. We can, we'd end up debating this for hours. But the point is that it happens by happenstance through lack of alternatives. These kids aren't accounted for when they leave school. But and whose the temptations, is the temptations are there for them. There are older kids on the streets. So there Sorry, are... can I just interject there? Whose responsibility... Is, who, who is it on to make sure that that kid is busy after half three? Who's that on? Is it my responsibility as a community member, mm-hmm. as someone who lives in a, uh, a postcode or whatever, as part of a community? Yeah. Is it the government's responsibility, um, from central, whether it's central government or your local council? Yeah. Is it your parents' responsibility? You know, it takes a village to raise a child and all that kind of chat. Exactly, right? exactly. But ultimately, I don't think you can put this 100% squarely on 
the the back of a given government. So basically. so it, that question is answered by what kind of society you want to live in. And if you live in a society where where both parents have to work full time jobs to the extent that the kid's on his own until six o'clock, and then taxpayer money isn't going in to support childcare then you are creating a society in which child crime is likely to go up and youth crime is likely to go up. Facts. I think if you, if, if we, if we lived in a society, okay, maybe both, maybe both parents do have to work jobs. Maybe that's, that's immaterial reality. It's maybe not ideal, but that's, that's, yeah, those are material conditions. But, but we made it, we made it a priority of ours to direct our tax money to ensuring that young people had more opportunities outside of school so that their parents could go and contribute to the economy. Then we wouldn't see children falling into delinquency in the, in the same rate that we are. And we have that decision within our means. We could make that decision. We spend so much money on extraneous shit and various other areas, yeah. providing services for children, such a small lift. We used to do it. We've decided that it's not worth it anymore. And now youth crime is, has gone up since 2010. Or, okay, we've had this little um, blip yeah. in the pandemic. But fundamentally, the, 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 as all these right-wing fucking people keep attacking Sadiq Khan for, knife crime and youth crime is going up in London uncontrollably. And why is it going up uncontrollably? It's going up because we're now seeing the lag defect of the removal of any alternate activity for young people to do. And that I think is on the back of a 10 year old government in various guises that made the decision to remove funding for these programs. What about the kids themselves? Do you think that they're- The kids themselves are, they're fucking children. Nobody, no, you can't, they're you not, can't all, they're not organizing. Right, like they're, they're, not, not, they're, not, they're not all kids. Um, the, the kids are kids. Okay, so the oldest who are, who are sending kids out to me, punch and doing the recruiting, da, 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 okay, fine. For me, that's 19 what, is a kid, 20 is a kid, but that's just me. Okay, but the 13 and 14 year olds who are yeah. going out to punch to shop food, yeah. come on, they're not, they're not doing that out of, they're not yeah. doing that out of fucking Look, desire. Unless you're in a, well, let's be serious. Unless you're in a, uh, those like, men who are being groomed, those men who are under exactly. order, that's slightly different. The people who are gang members, the people who are essentially trying to fast track their way to wealth. Okay. Again, that's a conversation. But a lot of those kids were the 13 or 14-year-olds going country five years ago, right? I've there is said, a pipeline. I agree. I've always said that one of the biggest problems that sits within the society in terms of agency, in terms of the responsibilities exactly. of the black youths in the family is, as a society, I don't necessarily think a lot of underprivileged really understand the value in just fucking aiming for the middle class. Because they're in a really, really extreme position in being poor or being mm -hmm. from a poverty background they immediately shoot for the extreme opposite end of that which is untold generational wealth we don't do enough in the society i think to just generate to just promote being middle class and just getting a normal job which i think is kind of along where tommy was going doing normal things and not going for the extreme alternatives can land you in a position where you don't necessarily end up in yeah. high park stabbing up people so and that's partly fueled by instagram and that kind of and stuff and that's right? why i was asking you about where are the other influences coming from i'm not going to sit here and say it's drill i'm not a mug right but it all plays a part society doesn't necessarily throw up too many role models for these kids it's easy to create a social media page it's easy to follow your favorite rappers and stuff and most of the rappers as much as you can't blame them Right, they do promote a life which seems attainable to some extent because Fredo is just like me. He's just from my ends. Of course I can do it. And then they realize how real this shit is. So we go through extreme measures to get to that wealth without really knowing how people like Fredo get there. I personally think it would be great 
if we just promoted being fucking middle class so that people understand that in order to get to that level of wealth, it probably takes two or three generations. It, but it doesn't, right? You mentioned drill earlier. And the one part of the reason that drill um, is so popular amongst youth is that um, it is like a get out of jail free card, right? It is potentially if I can write good music or if I am hot and yeah. I can be on Instagram or if I can kick ball or whatever, there are certain uh, paths that that can get you to these untold riches quite that you quickly. speak of quite quickly, right? Yeah. So it does make sense that you don't necessarily, I mean, who wants to be told, um, look, do these courses, work a 60 hour week and you can make 50 bags a year. That's not a sexy story More to sell. More people should right? want to be, I mean, but I'm that's, saying, but that's look, kind of what, what I'm saying, bro. But, but I'm, so, I'm just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. from a sales pitch perspective. Yeah. If, if, if you with that, with that pitch and two or three other people with maybe a kind of, let's say a digital economy pitch, if you want to put it that way with that kind of Instagram, TikTok, mm -hmm. blah, 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 pitch and, and whatever. And then, a, you know, whoever else are pitching different career paths and alternatives, uh, to these people, then, you know, uh, your option is a difficult one to sell. Going back to something that Johnny said earlier, I think part of the position that, like, part of the reason I'm disagreeing with some of the things that Johnny was saying is also, there has to be also some personal responsibility involved in this, right? Like, whether you're a kid, cool, you're a kid. If you're an, if you're a kid who's who's been, I wouldn't even say necessarily groomed, but if, you, if you're... Um, I don't know if blackmail is the right word, but you, if you're an option, you're in a scenario where mm -hmm. you don't have any real optionality mm -hmm. of not participating, then then cool. That's a slightly different scenario. Yeah. But in every other scenario, you, people are making decisions, right? You're weighing up risks. You're saying, I can shop this ounce and I can make X amount. And the downside is I could potentially get caught an X period of time in jail, right? Mm -hmm. And these are active decisions that people are making. I'd rather make, you know, but these 50 kids. grand, but it doesn't matter. without an alternative. No, I don't agree with any of that. Thought. People but have to take responsibility. There's right and there's how wrong. How can you have to take responsibility at there's 15? Right and you're wrong. legally not you're But you know right from wrong. Enough. You know right from wrong. You said something there, Johnny, which I kind of got to disagree. When you're 15 years old, you do know right from wrong. You may not be legally allowed to do X, Y, Z, you're, you're a you're a Dave before. Chappelle fan, yeah. and he's got that classic stand up about how old is fifteen really? Yeah, you know how old is fifteen really? When people in America at fifteen, if you can do, uh, if you can get charged as an adult and do a double life sentence, how old is fifteen? Yeah, do you yeah. Know what I mean? uh, I'm yeah. not here to defend the U.S. justice system, but it kind of this is detracting. What were you doing at fifteen? This. Uh, like you knew right from wrong at 15 well, I bro. did know right from wrong but I was very fortunate enough that I wasn't my material conditions and my growing up wasn't in a place where I felt like I had to sell drugs to either gain some type of aspirational wealth or support my own family which is what a lot of these kids are you doing still know they if feel it's like right they're going to help their parents pay the bills by selling weed they feel like if they can join a gang, then they're either they're going to make friends or whatever, or they're actually going to generate some income that they they might have something that they're proud of. That because chat, they don't live in an they don't live in an economic condition where they feel comfortable enough without selling drugs to have things that they like. That chat is the same chat as that stripper who's on the pole is doing it for law classes or or some shit. Of course, maybe some kids are helping their parents out, but they're not doing it to pay mum's light bill. They're doing it for a Montclair jacket, right, or some Gucci trainers or some shit like that okay. we, so we, we can't have, have some idealistic so chat so we can have he's out here about. shot in to 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 help pay mum's bill and to that's all too idealistic bro you you have to 
people have to take some level of personal responsibility in the actions they take. So we, we, we can have a chat about why does society make Montclair jackets and all these things. Forget that. Well, that's, 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 that's forget a much wider chat. The point is that kids who grow up in places where where they aren't properly broke and their parents also aren't properly broke despite working two jobs tend not to get into this. The, the, the vast majority of kids, regardless of race, background, whatever, the majority of, of kids who end up becoming criminals grew up in poverty. It's the root cause of crime is always poverty. Yeah, but it's the, not the, the, culture or any sure, other stupid. But no one's saying argument. that. It's no one's saying you culture. Poor, you're likely to get into crime. No, no, That's don't, what it don't comes go down left to. and right. That's not what we're saying. We're not talking about agreed. Poverty is not an issue. Poverty is the root cause. Agreed. And what you're saying about optionality, about not necessarily having many other options, so you turn to crime, mm -hmm. maybe something we can agree with. Right. However, you turn to crime knowing that it's wrong. You can't say you do it out of necessity. Sometimes, but most of the time, yeah, cool. But we'd have to agree to disagree, and this is it's a, this is how you can almost tell where people are, even on a political spectrum, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Is, is how much um, personal responsibility an individual has versus how much of that responsibility sits in some kind of centralized government, basically. Society. Yeah. The truth is always somewhere in the middle, as I like to say. I know you don't want to hear I, that. I yeah. disagree. No one wants to hear that kind of chat. That's the 50 yeah. grand, 60 hour a week chat. But, you know, but, bro, it's, it's, true. But, but it's consistent but, with my view that exactly. we should stop aiming for the stars well, and some the one, of the stuff. One, the we only, make better decisions in that way. The only right? thing. It's, I didn't come from abject poverty. Mm. Yeah. Right. But my parents worked their frigging asses off. Mm. They had yeah. nothing when they came over from Nigeria. I would hang out with the family members of the biggest fucking Peckham boys you knew. I was mm. this close to getting involved. Like I almost got killed outside of my fucking house because I looked like somebody who was a rival of another gang mm. from in the inner city London, right? So we are all very, very close to it. Maybe it's my Nigerian disciplinarian upbringing, which meant that I was just essentially quite scared of doing anything to upset my parents. And the fact that some of these kids don't it's have their parents part around, big part, obviously doesn't give them that option to, to be scared. But ultimately, going back to my point, I never really aspired, irrespective of how... I had to hustle to, to pay for my school dinners sometimes. Mm. I never ever said to myself, I want to be a fucking millionaire, even mm. when I started making music, even with this podcast. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And obviously I'm in a different position because I work as well, but it's about the aspiration. It's, that's mixed in there as well. Because you can do ordinary things, even in pretty dire circumstances to get yourself in a better situation. But the way up and what you can gain from pursuing a particular type of life is what people are allured to. And I feel like that's the part of it, which I think could make a huge dramatic change to the outcomes that we're seeing right now. So lastly, like, what's this gonna mean long-term? How, how do we see us getting out of this in a sentence? How do you see us potentially turning this around? Is it getting rid of the Tory government? Is it, I mean, we're gonna see more stop and search. That's definitely gonna happen. Chrissida Dick is gonna eat this up. Like, where, how do we turn this around? What's a short-term fucking plan? Address the root causes of poverty. Alleviate poverty. Remove communities from poverty. Yeah. Erase poverty. And you will stop the pipeline into crime. That's my view. Tommy. Yeah. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> like, the, the answer Tommy wants is, to go in, but like... Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, like, the yeah, answer is yeah. so much broader. But yeah, that's definitely part of, a, part of the answer. What else... Like, I mean, like, from what Abiyadi was saying earlier about when he was almost wrapping it up, when we were talking about um, 
essentially the way up, right, of aspiration versus maybe the 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 law of making short-term gains or whatever, mm -hmm. then if you are super conservative, then the argument is, all right, cool, we'll just make the way up easier by making the punishment much harder, mm. all right? Cool, fine. I, I spent the last six years in Dubai, right? Mm. The downsides of crime in Dubai are large, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. less crime occurs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, again, it goes People down to where you are. People aren't poor in Dubai. They so, are poor. They're, wait, 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 wait. Let me dispel, let me dispel a huge myth. 40% of the population who are migrant workers are poor. They're not, the, they're not granted state benefits. There are no one's granted space, space free state oil, benefits. free petrol. One, one second. No, no, no. My friend, you can't be doing this. Like <laughs> these guys live off 400 pounds, 500 pounds a month. Migrant labor. No one has state benefits in the country, right? They, these guys on 500 pounds a month who are working close to hundred hour weeks are not committing crime. Some are committing crime for sure, but they're not committing crime at the same levels that we're seeing in the UK because the, 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 the punishment for crime is much more severe, right? I'm not advocating, yeah, yeah, I mean, the answer for this is 20 years uh, auto sentence if you're carrying a knife. That's not what I'm advocating. I'm just saying that the solution is a holistic solution. It's not as easy as, yeah, you know, we need 10 billion to go into social programs and rah, because ultimately we're never going to completely alleviate poverty. We're never going to get eliminate anything altogether, right? So the point that I'm trying to get at is in the short term, there are things that we can do to like to do you want, uh, reduce crime. Do you want ways. harsher sentences? I don't want harsher sentences. Do you, do you think, actually, you don't want it, but do you think it would work? I think, I think harsher sentences along with a concoction of other policies, let's say, relating to alleviation of crime, relating to uh, whatever it may be. They, they talk about all types of like family-related uh, tax credits for childcare, uh, child minding, and whatever. Cool. I think you can put this together in a much larger package to, to, to tackle this kind of issue. But regardless, it's never, we're not, we're not going to see an elimination of crime. We're not going to see elimination of this kind of shit. So we can do little things around the edges to, to minimize the numbers. But uh, ultimately, it's, it is what it is. Basically. Johnny's about to blow a casket. So we're going to move. Because the answer for Johnny is, is 100 billion in spending uh, <laughs> and, and everything will suddenly be the fixed. The truth is somewhere in, in the middle. middle. No, it's not. In fact, I won't, I won't address Tommy's point because I'm not going to be allowed to. I'm being censored. But <laughs> the, one, the, one, the one thing that Margaret Thatcher ever said. Big I, media. The one thing that Margaret Thatcher ever said that I do have respect for is uh, the problem with standing in the middle of the road is that you're guaranteed to get hit by traffic. So the answer isn't in the middle. There is a clear answer to this shit. And it is not anywhere near the middle or on the right, as, as Tommy's put it across. I wasn't saying politically. But we'll move it. I wasn't saying politically the answer somewhere in the middle. You're going to have to move on from it. I guess the I'm, point was that... I'm going to have to come back to Tommy. I guess the point was that in between both of your stances... No, is probably, Tommy's wrong. ...probably lies the truth. And, yeah. and I don't think... Johnny's and I, and right. I, Johnny's right. It's uh, easy to say it's not my fault. That's Johnny's position. It's nothing to do with me. It's the environment I'm in. Anyway, I love that's it. your position. Going, that's your position. We're, we're, cool. we're going to do a whole episode cool. on this. Yeah, because yeah. we could do. Let, let's but going to have to get in the middle of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd aye, will have aye, to intervene. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Nah, but for real, nah. I'm. Um, I just want to send prayers and love and and, and well wishes to everybody that's Amen. been affected by this recently. Get well soon, Sasha Johnson. We, hope, we hope to hear from you soon. Mm. The families of Dijon Reed and everybody who's been taken from us recently. <sighs> prayers with you and the family. Like 
I mean, to any kids who are listening to this, who know somebody who's involved in that shit, like, just just appeal to them. This ain't the way to go about it. Like we want to keep our young, youthful, inspirational, young men and women alive. Like this this shit isn't worth it, right? This shit is not worth it. Um, and we also surprise su- to everyone. We also don't want to live in a society where the way that Dubai treats their migrant workers is any way a form of crime prevention because that's, that's, that's totally a fucked. That's a bite. Anyway, don't, don't while... troll me, bro. Don't troll. Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yo, so last week when we were um, last week when we were talking about Israel and Palestine, Johnny made a comment about the fact that this is hugely politically charged, and Netanyahu is having an absolute fucking field day mm-hmm. um, ahead of an election that was coming up. Safe to say that didn't quite work out for old Bibby. Boop, boop, now, boop. Now uh, what's the bye bye songs? We need we need a good song to sing Aravoir to yes, 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 yes. I got one. I know I've got one. That's a good one, but I was gonna go for I hope you're going for what I'm gonna go for. Go on. Goodbye. Yes! My friend. <laughs> I know you got you such a gun, but I can still feel you here. That's it. It's not the end. No, 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 no. Bibby, Bibby. The reason Bibi. that's apt, yeah, is because the second line of the tune is you know this is not the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Baby's revenge, bro. Baby. Oh, boy. Baby. Baby. Man like Baby. Um, and now for our Israeli correspondent. Jo- yeah. <laughs> Israeli correspondent. See, like, they changed my job title from political correspondent to straight token man. Yes. Yeah. That's what Just it glad is. glad it's not me for once, bro. Yeah, At true. least you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, coalition. Wagwan. Yeah, it's a bit of a sticky one still. Sticky one still. It's a bit of a sticky, a sticky one for quite a few reasons because basically BB's choices are be prime minister or go jail. Yeah, it's, it's techie for man. So last in the <laughs> yeah. last episode, we kind of promised not to do um, a breakdown of Israeli politics. And we're not today. We're, we just want to... But we're just going to give the basics. Yeah. So, okay, so what's going to happen is there has been a coalition of madness put together to remove Bibi. <laughs> so there's 120 seats in the Knesset, which is the parliament. Uh, and they have managed to get 61 MPs to form a coalition, uh, a fuck Bibi coalition. So the way that this is working in terms of parallel context is say, for example, that we've got Boris and the Tories in this country. Yes. And Labour, the Lib Dems, the Greens, the BNP, UKIP, <laughs> no way. Brexit, uh, Plaid Cymru, Sinn Féin and the Monster Raving Looney Party all formed a coalition and they had 50% plus one seats. That's what's happened in Israel. Mad tip. That's what's happened in Israel. It's very mad. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I heard it being described as the only thing that all of these parties had in common was a hate for Bibi. Correct. <laughs> That's wild. 100% accurate. So who leads a party like that? So, the, so okay. So the, the main opposition party... It has it is it basically a centrist platform? I'm going to save names because it's all just going to get lost in yeah, context. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a centrist party, um, and they're That's led the by TV guy. Yeah, sorry. That's the TV guy. Yeah, Yair uh, oh. Lapid, um, and so he leads the biggest party in opposition with about 17 seats or something. And so they're they are the biggest part of the coalition, but the main thrust of negotiations has been done by him and the guy who leads a far-right party, ultra-nationalist party, a guy called Naftali Bennett. Yeah. So this guy, Naftali Bennett, is going to become prime minister for two years 
And then the guy that leads the biggest party is going to become prime minister in two years Just time. Fuck shit up for two years, then pass the baton. Yeah, basically, basically. So unlikely so though. Mad. It's unlikely the government will stay around for the guy, the okay, second so, guy to so, get a chance. Well, it's unlikely. Really? It's un- yeah. I think it's unlikely that this coalition will even be formed. For real. Yeah, I and, it was and I'll like get done. to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a second. So basically, the point I wanted to make is that people think, oh, the end of BB. This is going to be tremendous news for Palestine. If we're fucking awful, this is terrible news. That uh, was my question. What terrible. News. Okay, mean? so there's been a lot of noise about the fact that this is the first time that an Arab Islamist party has been part of the Israeli government coalition. That's true. However, this guy, uh, Abbas, basically is completely ditching Palestinians for Israeli Arabs. So as part of the coalition negotiations, he's managed to get retroactive building permits in the, in the Negev desert. And his concern is, but his platform is like, I'm, I'm an Israeli Arab. I'm taking care of Israeli Arabs. What you don't want to do in the West Bank, da 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 is your thing. Obviously, yeah, like, yeah, we'll kind of back your thing, da 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 But we're Israeli Arabs. I'm taking care of my people specifically. So that's not, that's not good. Just because you've got Arab Islamists is not good for Palestinians. More dangerously, Naftali Bennett is a fucking nut job, right? This guy's been quoted in the past as saying shit like, I've killed many Arabs in my time and I've, I, I've got no problem with it. He used to be in the IDF. He served in the, the army. The party, if, I, if I've understood correctly, is basically former settlers or something like this, right? He leads like a party of former... They're aggressively pro-settlement. But they're a group of former settlers. Yes. Yeah. They are. So, uh, so okay, okay, so without getting too much into basically, there's a lot of similarities between BB and Boris, okay? They're both a little bit overweight with dodgy hairlines. Uh, and large noses, but they also used to be like old school neoliberal conservatives who've moved to the right as politics has moved to the right yeah. in the West, right? They're, they're fake nationalists. Yeah. Problem is that this Natalie Bennett guy is even further to the right than Bibi. Yeah. He is like, if, if, if Bibi's like, ah, fuck the Arabs. Natalie Bennett is like, fuck the fucking Arabs, bro. Like, I fucking hate these people. I've got no problem wiping them all out of but the West Bank. But he's in a coalition, so all of his most right-wing things are, are evened out, right? By his people he's in a coalition to with. To an extent, yeah. to an extent. But the point is that even the Arab Islamist guy, Abbas, in the coalition is not going to stop Naftali Bennett as prime minister for two years fucking the Palestinians even further. Yeah, That's really bad. This is not a moment of like optimistic change in Israel. This is not going to help Palestine. This is really, really dangerous and actually it's going to lead to more political instability in Israel. And that's not going to be good for anyone. To answer Abiyadi's question, I think there's, there's, a, there's a vote basically of confidence in this new coalition so, yeah. that's happening in the right, right, so the way right. So the way this is going to work and why I think it's going to crumble is because the majority is one. They've got 61 seats in this coalition. The Speaker of the House is an old school Netanyahu ally. If he can delay the vote, Netanyahu basically has 10 days to pick people off. And in Natalie Bennett's own party, the super ultra-nationalists, that's where the likely weak link is. And Netanyahu's come out saying, this is a left-wing coalition. Look at these people going into, they're going into party, they're going into bed with left-wing parties and they're going into bed with Arabs. And actually Natalie Bennett's own ultra-nationalists are going to be like, well, no, fuck this. We're not going into government with Arabs and we're definitely not going into Arabs with socialists. Let's go back and join Bibi. And if they do, the coalition falls apart and it's a new election. For you. I guess in summation, this is not good news for Palestinians, yeah, yeah. basically. Just, yeah, as a follow-up to last week, I think that's the most important thing. I mean, thing, basically, like, this could end terribly for everyone. Like, this could end terribly for Bibi. This could end terribly for the Palestinians. This this is by no means positive news. People shouldn't take it as a win for Some anyone. Are, but somewhat positive, so right? I, no so who? I don't see no a positive Bibi. for anyone. So... 
two questions. Does that mean that my singing of Spice Girls at the beginning of this segment was misplaced? And no, no. secondly, what does this mean for... Oh, uh, it might be. But no what, one knows. Secondly, what does this mean for Liverpool legend Yossi Benyoun? So, so let me take this one on. Uh, your do. singing of that tune was not misplaced. Okay. As I told you, the second word of the... The second line of the tune is, this will not yeah. be the end. What about, what about Yossi? So, what about Yossi? Yossi, Yossi's safe, I think. Yeah, and I think he's probably going to, he's probably going to get a, a statue somewhere outside Ben Gurion Airport or on Disney Golf Street or something. Thing? Yeah, yeah, no, oh, he's okay. he's cool. Yossi, Bula. him and Tal Ben Achaim are like are dispelling the myth that Bro, Jews aren't that, aren't good athletes. You missed that Ayal Berkovich. True, true. Managed by Avram Grant. What's up, man? Like Avram. <laughs> Shout out Avram. What's he doing? Man, like Avram. What's he doing? He's been. Uh, he's currently being interviewed by Spurs. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Here we go. Bro, imagine if you went in for Conti but ended up with Grant. Yeah, I would take that. <laughs> you can't even. What? I, I take that. Abby, Eddie, and I are just out here fishing. Yeah, bro. basically. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to race bait me uh, as the, as the minority on this podcast. <laughs> race bait me. That's good. That, that feels so good. good to hear. <laughs> a white guy saying the minority on this podcast. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. brother. But luckily, this time not in the room. Given we we're on tour. Yes. <laughs> so the next one is one of my favorite stories of the week, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because I'm. I'm sort of just like getting on a bit. So certain things just don't ping my heart like they used to, but it's about the royal family. Oh, our favorites. Now from the same family that brought you the national classics. Wait, Dodi is Arabic? Who then followed it up <laughs> with the smash. Andrew, our prince. The p- <laughs> never. <laughs> that was a Christmas classic, that one. And the recent smash. What colour is your mulatto picnic going to be, Megan? Jeez. <laughs> Bring you the new smash. The ghost archives of the 1960s. Okay. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, this week, The Guardian. Shout out The Guardian. No, I never shout out The Guardian. Why? Because it's... Do it, you like anything, Johnny? Uh, other than Trump? No. Okay, cool. Why don't you like The Guardian, bro? Because it's basically... It's turned into... Um, like fake left-wing neoliberal, what the Tories aptly call um, Islington Intelligentsia right. dog shit rag right. paper. Right. It's shit. It's shit. It's shit chat. Right. It's shit chat. The Guardian, hey. the Guardian is shit chat. Anyway, they did a good thing this week. They unearthed documents buried in the UK National Archives which revealed that the Queen had banned ethnic minority immigrants and foreigners from holding clerical positions at Buckingham Palace until at least the 1960s. No way. According to the report... (laughs) (laughs) The Queen's chief financial manager told civil servants in 1968 it was not, in fact, the practice to appoint coloured immigrants or foreigners to clerical roles. They were allowed to be hired as domestic servants not in vogue Mm. the palace has not clarified when that policy ended Mm -hmm. only telling us in a statement that claims based on a second-hand account of conversations from over 50 years ago should not be used to draw or infer conclusions about modern day events or operations Mm. which is palace speak for just because I was racist then doesn't mean I'm racist now. It's palace speak for uh, get out my fucking business, honestly, man. Honestly, like, <laughs> who said anything about oil? Why yeah. are you playing the race card? <laughs> I mean, it's 2021. We love everyone. The investigation also revealed, and this is the fucking kicker right here. 
The investigation also revealed that decades ago, the palace used a parliamentary procedure known as Queen's Consent Mm -hmm. to essentially obtain an exemption from UK legislation, which was put in place to prevent discrimination in the workplace, including the hiring of people based on their ethnicity, which means that the Queen to this day, to this day, to this day, is still exempt from those laws. You're goddamn right. Today. Mm -hmm. Some real queen shit. Mm-hmm. So who, who, who asked Megan how black that baby's going to be? I need to know. It's, I reckon it's William. I think that one's still out there. But <laughs> I reckon it's William. I think, I think when you were telling this story, it reminded me of a, of a Dave Chappelle bit. Okay. Right, where he was talking about uh, R. Kelly and not, oh, not, we, wanting, we... not wanting to be trip, trip, trip. a celebrity oh. if you can't piss on your fans. Oh, right? So... <laughs> If you're the queen, if you can't self-exempt yourself from rules you don't like, then bun being queen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Newton comes from, I don't like that. That don't apply to me, right? Yeah, yeah, it don't apply to that's you. Cool. Good. Cool. Good. That's, that's right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Player's gonna play. Lover's gonna love. I don't really want none of the above. I want to piss on you. Trip, trip, trip. Gonna piss on you. Gonna piss on you. There you go. Oh, shit. That's right. what it is. So, so really, that's, that's basically my take. That's fucking mad, bro. So really, in this context, the, the palace is entirely justified to have kicked Meghan Markle out of the family because procedurally speaking, Harry was not meant to hire a coloured. Why didn't they just come out and say that, though, Johnny? That, yeah. Look, it's in our policy. Yeah. Uh, I think you've taken that wrong. It's actually, Megan, it's, a, it's actually HR procedure to Megan not she, marry the help. Megan no, said she no. didn't want to be a domestic servant. Of course she wasn't going to stay here. <laughs> I mean, That's the angle I was going to go with. Yeah, like, yeah. She's fine. It's just not like, front of house. Yeah, okay. like, just, <laughs> just not, not front, front of, of house. house. Megan, it's, it's <laughs> in the policy. I know you didn't Google anything about us before you married. <laughs> <laughs> You don't click the Guardian, but you click that, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that was... I mean, I've got nothing to add to this. Fucking royal family bugging out as ever. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect from from, Get rid of them! from an institution that quite literally sanitized the colonization, murder, invasion, and exploitation of coloured people? Whatever, it, was gonna, it was always going to take them a while. If to I can't abuse my window. power from time to time, I don't want the power. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> do we have um, do we have a jingle yet for relationship advice? Do we have one? Because so I suggested one the first time we did it. No, you you suggested one being created, and, and you guys. What was it? And it sh- shouted me down. What was I, it? I, I suggested, suggested the creation being, yeah, of the creation a jingle for what I foresaw yes. as a, a regular segment. Yes. If, any, if anyone if anyone wants to submit a jingle for us, mm. uh, we're open to suggestions. Yes. What would be a song that we could sing? relationship advice man fuck you bitch I don't want you back (laughs) (laughs) yo shout out Eamon Drake before Drake before Drake yeah come on who was the the lady who gave him the reply yes Frankie Frankie, fuck you right back fuck you right back (laughs) yes back to back number one I swear early teens pop music undefeated fam Mm. I'm not gonna lie I was I was at a supremo white middle class barbecue this weekend and we were banging out the kooks and the fratellis it was fucking lit fella. the what 
the kooks. Man. I know, she, she knows, knows that I'm not fond of asking. True or false, it may be. She will love to get me. Funny fact, one of my ex-girlfriends is in that video. No way. Yeah. Mazeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was meant to be the main girl in that video, but then showed up on the day and they were like, nah, you're not hot enough. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought she was quite paying, but I don't know what happened yeah, when she showed it, up. She might be listening, bro. She might be listening, I fucking hate you. Go fucking jump off the Melbourne Bridge, the closest bridge in Melbourne where you live, you fucking fuck. Shit. Fucking move on, move on, fuck. move on, move on. Relationship advice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> From three unhurt males. Yes. From three men with healthy beep, relationships. Beep, beep. <laughs> now, this wasn't... That was so out of pocket as no. well. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. I did not see it. That, that ended terribly. Married for six years. Okay. Okay. Dated for two. Okay. Okay. Back when things were normal, my husband was away from home often. Mm. Mm -hmm. Usually when he would be home, I would dress up a lot and put in a lot of effort for him. Okay. Mm. Very good. This year, he has been home for the longest stretch of time in our marriage. Okay. At first, I was putting in a lot of effort, but then staying home constantly made me feel depressed. Mm -hmm. And I started going back to normal and wearing more comfortable clothing and no makeup. Okay. I didn't realize my husband had such an issue, but yesterday he randomly said I wasn't very ladylike at all. Mm. Oh. And after I got upset, he graciously offered to hire someone to teach me how to be. Cheese! My guy. Today he tried to say he didn't mean it as an insult, and it didn't mean he didn't think I was beautiful, but it damn sure felt like one. I don't know if this is even relevant, but my husband always looks put together. Yes. And he's maintained that even in the pandemic. Mm. Sounds like me. I did make a traumatic change to my wardrobe when we got married for him. So I think that's why I feel extra offended, sensitive right now. I told my friend what he said and she told me to accept the offer and then force him to buy me all the new clothes. Oh but days. I really don't want to. Oh Does anyone days. have any better suggestions? Uh, I have can a I, suggestion. Can I, can I, can Get I, new friends. Yes. Can I, can I just, can I just, seeing this was thrown at me the first time we did this, but Tommy... Can we play Guess the Race? Mm. I'm, liking, I'm liking that you like my ideas. So I'll guess first. Yeah. The, the gumption to suggest that we hire someone it's that is very such mad, mad, mad chat. It is very mad. I think, I think, I think the, the gentleman in question, probably because of my own biases, because when, when Rich was telling the story, it rang home there's a guy i know who's basically oh, shit. similar to this mm. and he hails from from our beloved continent shit. so please is it west please don't say west africa oh no i just meant the continent as a whole okay. just basically african yeah nigerians catch too much heat these days bro I, I, i'd want to miss this one out is yeah. he is he nigerian he was a nigerian okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're looking mad out here already you know? yeah yeah luckily this guy this guy wasn't but but this but this brother that we're talking about right now could easily be an African man. Mm, That's the thing. Do you think his wife is also African, or do you think she's other? Say it. I'd go other. Say it. Like, I'd go other. I don't know what you're talking about. Say it. Me. Did this Ghanaian man marry a white girl? Is that what you're is getting? She, at? Is she Caucasian? <laughs> I don't know if she's Caucasian. <laughs> 
but I'm but she's not African. She, yeah. Okay. So what is she supposed to do? You know, she is to be more ladylike. Sorry, sorry. Just can we just hear that thing one more time? There's two parts that I think I didn't quite clock onto. So he is willing to hire someone for what exactly? To make her appear more ladylike. Appear more ladylike because she has let the standards. Drop. What does that mean though? That like a makeup artist or something like a Personal stylist or some a, shit. A shopper, yeah, stylist. Yeah, apparently, stylist. apparently, when she stopped putting in effort. Man, she started letting a few farts mm. rip while they're sitting on the oh, sofa watching but, fucking. Well, it's a whole elocution thing. It's not just an like, appearance. I'm just keeping it sexy. I'm just jumping oh, to conclusions. Boy. Second question I had then is 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 later on she mentions um, changing her wardrobe. Yeah. So what, what was that part about? So she changed her wardrobe when they got married to like uh, kind of fit in more with him or something. No, she made a dramatic change to her wardrobe when they got married for him. Okay. So that's why she feels extra offended. And sensitive right now, but so so what she so she's already what's that adapted, change look she's like? already adapted to him, and now he wants more change from mm, her. Okay, well I don't know if he do? wants more change. So she adapted and then revert reverted. It sounds like he wants to return to the glory days. He wants mm. to return to the glory days after eight years of marriage. This guy's ambitious. Yes, ambitious. Uh, six years of marriage. Yeah, six. And, yeah sorry, it's two years of yeah, yeah, after yeah, eight yeah. years of a relationship. Yeah, he's ambitious. He's like. Yes. It's it's the it's the audacity. It is audacious. Of, of of let me hire someone to make you more of a Can woman. Can you imagine? Oh boy. <laughs> if it is, do you know if it is an African man, it can't be an African woman because he oh, would have held a lick. Definitely not. <laughs> he would have held a lick for that kind of chat there, surely. Maybe. Yeah. Or she would have done it. <laughs> Oh my days. One or the other. Oh my days. So if she should have either slapped him or, <laughs> or, or, or repped it. <laughs> One or the other. Oh so if she days. was sat here and you placed your hand on her knee, looked her dead in the eyes and said, girl, this is what you need to do. Mm. What would you suggest? I think uh, it would be irresponsible to give advice without further information on this one. Leave him, sis. Fuck that. <laughs> Because I don't understand, Fuck like, that. why is he moving, like, there must he's be a reason mad. that he's is moving there, this recklessly. Is there a valid claim that one can make, even during a pandemic, that, babe, yeah. your standards have dropped a Slip little it. bit. Slip Here it. I am mm. in the gym, home gym. We don't know Here that. I am eating all the celery. We don't know right? that. Here I am, home you food. know, keeping it very, I'm, I'm using all the Aveeno. Mm. I'm using all of the fucking necessary Keto. oils. All of that shit, right? Meanwhile, you're here just like... But we don't know that he's she, doing that. Loose. She said she he's said keeping himself He's keeping himself together. Okay. Still looking fresh. Still. Either way, he's moving mad. I think we've, we've, <laughs> we've done well in, in the last three episodes in protecting the male species. Yes. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm really trying here, guys. From yeah. unfair attacks. Have, have you not noticed? But this brother... This brother... <laughs> this brother's moving mad. This brother's moving a little mad. This guy's little, moving mad. Unless she has really let herself... But this... Okay. What if she has? What if she has, Thomas? That's the thing. So so I guess... I guess my guy is, is, is vocalising something in the relationship that he is unhappy with. Yeah. But from, from what I can gather from the story... Yes. It's that she's click, not. Click, it's, click. Not, it's not that. She, it's just that she's not dressing properly, or that she might be. She might be revealing the facade of what the perfect wife has been for the last six years. But like, fam, women fart in it. When you're watching Narcos, sometimes people have to let gas go. Like, I don't really understand how how she, how, how how he can be so aggrieved that she's letting the mask down for him. I know women who are married who have never fired in front of their husband. Yeah, what? that's normal. Mazeline. Are you serious? Mazeline. It's, 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 it's normal. 
You have to keep it sexy, bro. You're not, you have to you're keep not, it. You don't like to, women don't fart. Ladies saying women don't fart. And if they do it, it smells like flowers. And mm. if they do it, it smells like flowers. But you have to keep it sexy. I think like, I, I'm with you a little bit. Like, yeah. all long-term relationships. Wait, 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 you're with me. What did I say? Cheese. Wait, wait, wait. As in knowing relationships <laughs> where people Tommy. don't fart don't in front him of like, oh, each yeah. other. Oh, okay. So I've had long-term relationships where... I've never fired in front of what? my partner. What? That is magic. You yeah. as a man? Yeah, 100%. You ain't done a fart? No, not. That's, bruv, fam, you hold slightings, it. maybe, but not, fam, but that's, not that's, like that's marking. ripping things. Wait, wait. You have he to keep it sexy thing. a little bit. Man just said side Yeah, he just said side things. I didn't say side thing. I yeah, said sliding. Oh, oh. No, the audience heard side things, and yeah, that's no, what no. I'm running with. That's actually what I'm running with. Sliding. You toxic fuck. That's actually what we're editing into the episode, is that he said, but no, obviously you have to fart in front of your woman, because that's marking territory. Sexy, bro, yeah. Fart in front of your woman, that might be. You that fart in front of your woman, that's, that's, that's my episode title. It's my side of the sofa. Yeah. Are you mad? What's the title? Mark your territory. Fart in front of your woman. Fart nah, in front of your woman. <laughs> no, yeah. Especially if you've been no, together. Was... So look, like these, man, once you get to eight years and stuff, like, I guess there has to be some element of sexiness still kept in the relationship right otherwise it starts to get a little yeah let's speak to someone who's actually you know knows about long-term relationships and shit i mean i fart like crazy <laughs> i don't give a fuck i think it's i think it's a staple of a healthy relationship i don't, I don't give a fuck i'm farting mm. I, what, you think I'm, what am i holding that in for bruv are you kidding me is she farting in Sometimes, front of you as well don't do that. Like, She's I not feel, here to defend herself. Yeah, exactly. I feel no, like, I'm not talking about your it's missus. Very, it's very I'm important. talking about girls you've been with, generally, like historically. <laughs> has a woman exes, ever? Has a woman ever? Just generally, in women fighting you, around you is normal. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, when you're in a long-term relationship, I mean, I don't really mind. Like, is it a wet one? Is it a dry one? Is it a long this one? Is, is it a cat. short one? Like, you know, it depends. Discussion point. It depends how you carry it. You know, like if you're just like how you carry the fart. If you like, like raise your leg up and you're like. You try to play fucking trumpets with your ass, yeah. then I'm like, that's not sexy, bae. But no, if that might like, be more sexy. Sorry, that's what chest. Pops out, I'd be like, oh, that's cute. I'm kind of into it, to be honest. If, if, you've got, if you've got the audacity to raise your leg and trump one out right in front of me, that's hot. Some that's people, chest. That's hot to you. <laughs> that's hot. That's chest. That's hot, bitch. That's Do what that I was again. saying. It's chest. Do that again. It's chest. Because she if she's going to fart, she might as well fart with her chest. Come 10-10, innit? In for a penny, in for a pound. Exactly. Let me don't, don't fart around me, though. So... <laughs> So what do we suggest? He said he hasn't been at home for long and now he's at home. Yeah. Maybe he finally saw her and she's actually not that. Shit, so you reckon he's had an epiphany that she ain't really a ten. Oh my days. Holy shit, dog. What he's saying she she he got he got swimming pool faced. Wow. Nah, I d I don't know. I don't know if I agree with all of that. What I do know is if we're shooting people bail, what I do know is that my Don <laughs> knows how to maintain a healthy relationship. Because, by keeping himself. No, no, but not only by keeping himself fresh, but also like oftentimes you see these kind of issues not being vocalized, right? Tommy. And I think in a healthy relationship, open dialogue okay. is important. Even and if open dialogue is... I am going to offer to hire someone to teach you how to be. I'm sure that's not how he phrased it. <laughs> oh my days. That's just how she heard it. Oh my and, days. And I'm sure that's what he meant. <laughs> I'm sure. I I'm he, sure. I thought he wasn't shooting bail for the man. No, I'm sure that's, he is. no but he I'm saying, I'm is. sure that's what she meant as well. Like what, that's what he meant. She heard it correctly, I'm yeah. sure. But regardless, I think it's a grown up approach 
True. He's seen something that he doesn't like. He's like, listen, babe, this doesn't, it's not looking, what's going on? Do you need a hand or something? And she's like, what? She's like, nah, 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 shut up, bruv. Everything's fine. And then she starts like maybe looking like she used to look in terms of dressing up or whatever. Then he's haps. If she's not haps, then she has to then vocalize that. Be like, listen, bro, I'm not looking to dress up every day if we're in COVID, rah, rah, rah. And then they'll come to some conclusion. But the the solution is conversation. It's dialogue. It's 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 openness. Pretty unrealistic awkward expectation to have of someone from whom in a pandemic him yeah of course to expect sure. her to look 10 10 even when she's wearing like champion jogging bottoms with holes in them it's a bit some people can her. look 10 10 yeah like me yeah. yeah women fart on your man that's what's up that's my contribution on to this your segment. Man. on it's, your man to establish dominance no, yeah. don't establish fart on dominance. yeah to mark your territory don't fart on me fart on him and other things won't draw your you man. man you no, man are no. the ones that want to be farted around don't the ones fart around me don't fart on me <laughs> the ones fighting around you can me. fart yeah. but don't fart on me but near you so she should leave him basically <laughs> she should, sis you need to leave this toxic married, guy though. my answer my answer leave him. is dialogue just chat if you're not if you're not no. looking divorce. if you're not looking to get dressed up and shit divorce and, over and dialogue if he's moving reckless tell him he's moving reckless no he, he thought you were moving reckless he told you just leave tell him just leave nah, that's divorce. reckless chat I thought Johnny was like notoriously like quite anti-divorce in these situations. Johnny has no. Why do you feel like I'm relationship? Ah, because I just feel like in other relationship advice, you're always just like, oh, you know, he has no respect for the institution of marriage. You really don't. You didn't clap for Boris, and now you're talking about divorce. What's wrong with you? Yeah, to be fair, to be fair, it's not my fault. I had three stepmums. Like I had a bad example set to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we had we had divorce parties when I was growing up. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, that's oh. a joke. That's the thing now. Divorce <laughs> parties are actually a thing. Oh, they really are. So are. I don't know if you know, but <laughs> of the last two, three years, because of, um, I, I don't know, social media or whatever, they, they, I guess it's more an individualistic culture okay. that we're all living in. Yes. That divorce parties are actually a, a No thing way. Now. Well, you yeah. ran up the mandem saying I got rid. You might as well. What? If you're Melinda Gates and you're just taking 50 bill, you're not going to sh- throw a shubs. Okay, that's, that's, stand- Calm now. that's standard procedure. 50 I'm billion, I'm throwing the maddest shubs. <laughs> Oh, so wow. I'm putting one of the 50 into the shubs. <laughs> Magic Mike triple XL everywhere. <laughs> Channing Tatum. So every one of the girls get that if own Melinda, Hollywood actor. Yeah, if you're Melinda, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, she'll probably bring in like Robert Redford and like- fucking Richard Gere and <laughs> Pharrell. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, Pharrell's old. Man, so man, yeah, that Richard. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Richard yeah, so <laughs> every eighty-year-old's heartthrob. Yeah. So the lady going through this, or any other ladies going through this situation, look. Leave him and find someone else to fart on. Yeah, I feel you, man. That's what's up. Yo, I don't know if we want to become the re- the relationship guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I do. I, I, I feel like I feel like it's a responsibility I'm ready to take on. Mm. I feel like I give quite balanced advice as and ever, it's well received. As ever, keep sending your dilemmas and scenarios through. All right, all right, all right. Tell something me, new, yeah? Okay, something new. What you got all for right, us? All right, all right, So we're going to try something new. It might, it might reoccur like this relationship segment. It might disappear into the ether forever. <laughs> but uh, so, so when, we, when we're putting this thing together, sometimes there are new stories that we don't have an opportunity to cover. Okay. But uh, they should be touched upon ever so slightly. Yes. Plus, we are more competitive than the average. So I thought we can marry these two into a little quiz. Okay. All right. So we've got a little quiz here, boys. Terrible at quizzes, man. I'm the fucking king. Let's go. Mm. Are, you, are you a pub quiz don? I'm pub quiz king. Don't worry. This is the, the kind of quiz that's in your favor. I hate you people. Because it's not a pub quizzy kind oh, of thing. Oh, what? Right. Wonderful. I'm back in so, the game. So there are five questions. Nice and easy. 
five questions. What's the prize for Each... winning? Sorry, because we're not doing this for fun. I want to crush you. No, no. There's, the, there's, there's a competitive element to it because ultimately we're going to keep score over various episodes if this carries on. Okay. Oh. And then we'll build this up to something if, if, it, if it carries on. Otherwise, it disappears into ether and one of your victories will never be spoken of ever again. No, it will last forever. And That's the thing. sounds shit, I edit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. So listen, I'm five questions. Edit, I'm going to edit it so I win anyway. <laughs> This is, yeah. How you like I that win, one? I win anyway. That's a Denzel line. Yes. I, I can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't got shit on oh, me. <laughs> so, uh, all right, boys, listen up. Yeah, there's five questions. Okay, let's go. The answer to each of the questions is a number. Mm. Oh. At the end of the five questions, you have to sum these numbers up. Okay. And give me one number at the end. That is your answer. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. So we're summing up the correct answers. answers. Exactly. Bet. Nice and easy. Bet. Now, I'm, when I read the answer, resist the temptation. Uh, when I read the question, resist the temptation to shout out an answer. Mm-hmm. All right. Bet, bet, All right? Bet. We're going to start really easy. All right. So this week, an expanded England Euro squad was announced. Bet. For Euro 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. How many squad players were the managers allowed to select? Right. So deep that in your mind, whatever number that is. Think of that number. And then I'm going to ask a second question okay. and add the answer of the second question to whatever answer you have in front of you. Sure. Question number two. This week, obviously, the UK government added and take, took away countries to the travel list. Combined, what are the number of countries that were added to the green list and the red list for the UK? Oh, that's a shitty one. That's right. a shitty one. So how many countries were added to both lists? We're ready. Right? On to question number three. How many US states have banned transgender girls Bruv. and women from participating in secondary education sports teams? <sighs> you know, I don't this, know. Specifically this year. I don't know, man. Right? So there's a, you know, you know how many states there are. So And this is like this is perfect for Twitter man them, isn't it? Let's just add to that. Hello. Add add to that. Question number four. Mm-hmm. NASA plan to return to Venus this year. Okay. When did they go first time? By 2030. They plan to return by 2030. But how many missions are they planning between now and then? Probably I didn't know they had one. Mm, you should pay attention to the news. Yes. Actually. Venus. Are you kidding me? Mm, Venus big How many missions are they planning? In total or to Venus? To Venus by 2030. How, are they planning? How many missions to Venus by 2030? Are they planning? Are I they mean, planning? you must lose points for fucking having to repeat the question that many times. It's true. Fucking it's true. You must lose points here. for not knowing the answer. Shut the fuck up. Fair. All right. I'm All right, you guys what? doing good so far? I don't. Uh, we need more sportsmanship here. Doing good. Mm. Final is, question. This is not a friendly. I've kind of shoehorned this question in. It doesn't fit in the same kind of way, but I like the story. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. The daughter-in-law of the former Conservative Party treasurer, mm. Lord Ashcroft, mm-hmm. yeah. has been charged in Belize with manslaughter by negligence over the shooting to death of a police superintendent. Mm-hmm. Lord Ashcroft... Worth a stunning $2.1 billion. Let me a fiver. Mm, get it. Like, we should give him like some... Yeah, yeah. I mean, how did he get it though? Is it, on the, yeah. is it on the back and appropriation of black people? Well, uh, yeah. I think, kind of, I think it has, there has to be some appropriation. Yeah, right, so yeah. I'm going to un- I'm gonna unclick my clicks. Unclick, okay. Yeah. $2.1 billion was subject to a political storm, so that's when we all got to know him, when he confirmed that he was a non-dom, right? So meaning that he his permanent home was not in the UK and therefore did not have to pay taxes. Right, that's when he shot to fame. 
His new home is, of course, Belize. Yes. With the, uh, a small nation on the eastern coast of Central America with a population of just under 400,000 people. Isn't he dead now? No, he's still alive. So this is the statement, right? Lord Ashcroft didn't so die. So now, this is, just listen. He's trying to put me off. Yeah, yeah. Just listen. Shut up, Johnny. Now answer he dead. with a plus one to your numbers so far if you believe the following statement is true. Mm-hmm. And take one away from your answer if you believe the following statement is false. Okay. Lord Ashcroft's net worth is higher than the GDP of Belize. So add one to your answer if you think that's true, and take one away if you think that statement is false. All right, all right, all right. You guys got answers? Yes. You both written them down? Yes. I don't want yeah. any cheating. Yeah. yeah. All right, who wants to say their answer out loud? Johnny, show me your phone. We should show each other. Show me your phone. I just have the number because I use the calculator. Boom, what's your number? 36. What's your number? Uh... You can't even do the quick maths. You can't do the quick maths. You can't even do the quick maths. 33 plus 36, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah? Who's got 36? Me. You are the winner. Oh, you are no the winner. Did I get 36 on the dot? No, no. The answer's 44. Oh. But you're, <laughs> but you're closest. You're closest, oh, right? Oh, shit. So let's wrap it up. Yes. And I'll give you some answers here, yeah? Generation X. Suck it. Generation X. Especially after the heat he was throwing in your direction. This must be some affirmative... Johnny's taking a strong L. This must be some affirmative action bullshit. like... You people just looking after each other. That's what get losers in, Get in where you fit in, baby. All right, you ready, yeah? <laughs> so question number one. England manager Gareth Southgate has named 26 players. Yes, obviously. Right, so that's obviously. expanded from the 23. Okay. Second question. No country was added to the green list and seven were added to the red list. Oh, I went for three in total. Right. So oh, five. Zero on the green. Afghanistan, Bahrain, Costa Rica, Egypt, Sri Lanka, Sudan, and Trinidad and Tobago. Ah, uh, that's not true. Have all added to you're, the red you're list. You're wrong because North Korea was also very sadly added to the red list this week. Oh, I'm not sure about that. So, question well, number three. Well, I am. So. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's true, though. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Oh, so it must yeah, be true. So it must be true. So, question number three. Florida became the eighth state oh. this year. Think I bought five. Five's not a bad I put guess. one. I put yeah, one. Yeah, became the eighth state this year to ban transgender girls and women in public secondary schools and colleges from participating in girls and women's sports after the Republican governor signed a restrictive He's measure a into man. law. Question number four. NASA has announced that it's sending two new missions to Venus. I got that right. In order to examine the planet's atmosphere and geological features. The missions, which have been each awarded $500 million, not a small amount of money, Mm -hmm. funding, are due to launch in 2028 and 2030. To answer your original question, NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said the mission would offer the first chance to investigate the planet that we haven't been to in more than 30 years. So it's been time since I didn't know they'd been Venus. What can I say, bro? I thought it was life on Mars. I didn't think it was fucking life on Venus. Yeah. fuck. And finally... The question about Lord Ashcroft, whose net worth is 2.1 billion. The GDP of Belize. That's got to be wrong. 1.8 billion. I, went, I got that right. I said so. More. But you still lost, Johnny. True. So you yeah. still lost. So why are you telling me this? You, mm, you still congratulations, lost. Congratulations, Mr. This... Abiyadi, our inaugural winner of the T set quiz of the fortnight. I've been telling beep, them. Beep, beep, beep. I've been telling them I'm more than just a pretty face. Mm. You feel me? I've been telling them. Johnny's I've been telling them from time. 
Yeah, I might just I might just leave. Take we, the L like a champ, Johnny. Can we just end this episode now? Please? No, but for real. Revise. No, we, we will. Fortnite. We're going to end this Study. episode now um, by shouting out everyone. That's what we are. That's how we start and that's how we like to finish. Mm-hmm. But I want to spend a send a specific shout out okay. to Italian artist Salvatore Garu. Yes. A.K.A. Mr. Fleecing All of You, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who, the sculptor who auctioned an invisible, invisible sculpture that's right for fifteen thousand euros that's right the king has no clothes yes that's right signore get the bag <laughs> get the bag yes he's actually he's actually from milan it's quite a common name up there yes, yes. yes it's one of the greatest finesses of all time the sculpture must be displayed in a private home free from any obstruction correct Protect your energy. In an area that is about five foot long by five foot wide. Correct. Protect your energy. Because the peace does not exist. There are no special lighting or climate requirements. Protect your energy. Mm. Multiple outlets report that the only tangible item the buyer will receive is a certificate of authentication that is both signed and stamped by Garu. Oh, so he gets the guy's signature for 15 grand. He's he's underpaid. Well, shit, it's a bargain. You You didn't say that before. Apparently, all we need to do is get these kids out of Hyde Park and just making invisible sculptures. Ladies and gentlemen, this could end terribly. Episode 18. Beep, 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 beep.